Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Brenda Fisher, Talent and Literary Manager. And I'm Jacqueline Reynolds, Chief Digital Talent Officer at RSA Entertainment. Our podcast, Badass Babes of Entertainment, will discuss the entertainment industry and the challenges facing today's actors, influencers, brands, and content creators. Hi, and welcome. Our first guest is going to be Georgia Hess. She works on the set of a fabulous TV show, and we'll let you hear more about it from her. So you are our very first interview on our fabulous new podcast called Babes. I did not know that. Special treat. Yes. And what is your exact title, Georgia? My exact title is Manager Health and Safety for Disney but I am assigned for American Housewife. We love American Housewife. We're so Yay. excited. We just had one of our clients, Nicola Finn, who was on. Lovely little British gal who was yeah. the mummy. Of... I met her. That yes. is funny. Yes. And we just had somebody else book. You'll be meeting another <laughs> one of our clients, David Babbage. Yeah, we're really excited. So we're really excited to have you on our episode. And we want to find out more about what's going on behind the scenes with the new COVID protocols on set? A lot. I started in July when they were first opening up and we were doing exceptions. I got hired onto Disney in July. I was brought in, assigned to this show by July 7th and have been on the ground here since the 10th. Obviously, at that point, we were basing it on the Safeway Forward. We were basing it on LA County's Appendix J, taking all those into consideration and seeing if we could get at least pre-production up which we did successfully, which entailed lots of plexiglass in the offices, lots of uh, opening up space in the stages, lots of trying to figure out who definitely is part of a closed set and who believes they should be part of a closed set and who... Uh, <laughs> All those wonderful things. So we made all of our zones. We made our contained area to keep everybody safe. And in August, the end of August, we ended up getting permission to start up and running. We are on our fifth. No, I apologize. They were shut down last season right in the midst of their finale. So we finished that episode. And so we are on now episode, the sixth one for the new season. And all successful. Nice. Congratulations. That's, yes, that's so great to hear. So what would you say is your biggest challenge that you're dealing with on set? I think it's a different challenge every week. The first week was learning everybody's 
personalities of whether it was fear or defiance or not understanding. I think that there's a motor skill that happens in this industry for many of them and trying to remember to put a mask on and then a shield on and keep away from people that they've spent so many hours with. That was the first challenge, which it was just what I call constant gentle pressure relentlessly applied just over and over. And it's just a new skill. And by I can tell you, 98% of the crew was so grateful to be back, the casting crew. Anyone would do anything. And it was doing it and smiling and being grateful to be here. And so that part happened. And then we did have a hiatus, little break. And coming back to retrain those minds again was our next challenge. The challenge of the testing was a challenge, getting that into an order of 200. We do 165 tests three times a week and 72 tests once a week. So the hours of spending tracking those tests and wow, <laughs> getting results. And, and fortunately, I can just happily say we have had not detected on every single one of our tests. So we have a lot of personal responsibility happening, which I genuinely appreciate. Mm-hmm. Sounds like so, it. I I think, yeah, I think I've been uh, fortunate to be with a really good group. That's amazing. And I'm sure it's always a little bit stressful when you're, you know, looking at the test and the results and, oh my gosh, you know, just one, one bad test and the whole kit and caboodle could get shut down. That's so much on your shoulders. And it's happening. And just, and I want everyone to know that it is happening. It is happening. And there are productions being shut down. We have to remember that because I think that's when you said the obstacle. The next one was we've had four great weeks. Oh, maybe it's not real. No, it's real. We're just doing things right, guys. So let's Uh keep this going, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Instead of the OSHA sign, we've had this many days since an accident. It's like this many days since a COVID test. Um, I know. Feedback. (laughs) Positive. (laughs) We actually thought that that would, for a moment, the producer thought that would be a cute idea. And then I thought, no, we would all be devastated (laughs) the day that we have to do it because that's a human person. That's somebody that's now tested positive. And I, Mm -hmm. it would be like, no shame. (laughs) Yeah. I'm kind of curious um, because obviously this pandemic has raised a number of things that we're just not used to, that we need to sort of learn I'm just wondering what kind of training the organization has implemented to make sure that everybody is following what they need to follow. I mean, some of this stuff that is being handed down from a government entity needs to be translated into English. (laughs) (laughs) No, and it's. And it's funny, when they first put out the job description, it was a box of medical, eight years, 10 years production, eight years production, a medical experience, education experience. And it was just weird because I was able to fortunately check off every single one of them. I worked in school systems. I have, was a medical coordinator for a production show for a very long time. I have medical experience. And it was just a moment in which I just said, I got this. I know exactly what you need, but they now call me a unicorn. I think there's about, I think there's about 20 of us. <laughs> I was going to say it's an anomaly, really. Yeah. yeah, but it's not. I think it's just, you know, fortunately I had worked with children with special uh, medical challenges. So I knew kind of what I was looking at and how to make that risk assessment and do those planning. What they realized is, okay, I can't get somebody with all of those. So we're going to start pairing people up. So we'll take the medical and we'll take the production and we'll put them together. It's a learn as you go. And in some areas, but in other areas, you just can't do that. You actually have to have experienced people that understand without the conflict of interest from production and separate yourself from it. You just have to. 
or it's not going to work. Right. It's kind of like if you're used to being part of production, you want to make sure things keep going. You want to make it easy for them. You know, it might be easier to let something slide. But as a medical professional, you know, you're really going to be focused on what is ultimately important, and that's keeping everyone safe. Right. And, and, it's, and it's teaching people to slow down. So they look at me for production, everybody knows, is go, 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 go. Time is money, especially for 80s. Time, 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 time. Go, 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 go. We need to get this done. And so our wristbands, for instance, our zones that we did, I kind of did it as based off of a trauma unit. So um, we have our level one, our level two, and level three. Our level one is our closed set. Our level two is the ones that can go to the rehearsals with when the cast has their masks on. There are many times in which, let's say, a set deck person says, no, I have to be in there. You don't understand. Because in their world, they know that if they don't get their job done, someone's going to say they're delaying. And so they want to rush, rush, rush. And what I've told them is just look at your wristband. It's green. Slow down. Look at it. Say, is there something else I can be doing to make this safer than me rushing in there? And it works. They, they were amazed. Costumes, hair, makeup. What I told them was production has given me, all of your higher ups has given me the permission to tell you to slow down. Say, do I really need to be doing this right now? Or is there a safer way I can do this physically disting and is good enough, good enough sometimes? And they've all accepted that. It feels a little bit like the military, you know, I mean, to have (laughs) specific protocol. I mean, because look, we in entertainment, we're rule breakers. We said it before. We're rule breakers. We're pioneers. We're creatives. We're making beautiful things. But the reality is there needs to be rigor around this. And I'm sure that you feel the weight of that every time you get on set, having to tell people what they can and cannot do. So tell me what that feels like in terms of having to lay down the law because it is kind of the law. <laughs> so the good news about this is, as I said, I had experience working on a, a one-hour pilot that was a high-intensity medical show. And during those years, I was never in entertainment. I did not know about entertainment. Um, I wish I was creative, but I felt like what I was doing there was my part in being able to participate in it. And that's how I feel now. So during those years, I learned everybody's jobs. So I think by me coming in and when somebody says, you just don't get my job. And I say, I do. I know this is what you do. And I know this is where you're trying to get. And I know this is what you need to do to get there. And I want you to do that. And I think that if we do it this way safely, we can still both meet in the middle and get there. And it works. It's working. Mm-hmm. I won't take away their creativity. I, I, it just won't happen. That's great. And I think it takes somebody like you that, you know, understands that and can keep yeah. everything rolling, everybody safe, you know, and try to meet those goals of not getting shut down. I mean, I think that's the key. If you can get through the entire season, as we're seeing a season now, right. <laughs> without having any shutdowns, then you're successful. Right. It's everybody. It's the writers who are saying, you know what, we, we don't need to write that. We can write this safer. It's the producers and the directors saying, I can get this done in a timely fashion by doing this kind of shot and this kind of shot instead of. And it's people have thought, I don't want to give too much away. I hope everyone's watching the show. But it's like people have thought outside of the box and we're still having a beautiful, beautiful result from it. That's awesome. We're big fans of the show 
And oh, um, I watch every episode. I absolutely love it. And Katie Otto. Oh, man. That actress just nails it. She is amazing. I couldn't see anyone else in that role. So kudos to her. But, you know, it has to be really interesting, too, because, I mean, a lot of, you know, the women that are on set, they're moms. And so there's families involved. They go home to families and trying to keep your family safe as well as do your job. I mean, there's so many different levels and facets to this. So many people impacted. So it is just so amazing how people can be resilient and can make a change for the better. And we may be dealing with this forever. We don't know what's going to happen. I don't think anyone does. So could you see this continuing on a regular basis for years? I see at least another year. I do. I mean, obviously, we all hope for more, but we're making it happen. We're doing it, but I do. I foresee it just lasting a little bit longer. And then if not this one, something else is going to be happening. Right. And is that someone knocking on your door? It is. (laughs) Give me just a moment. Hold on. We need the COVID patrol. Hold on. (laughs) All right. Is there anything else that you think people should know about what's going on behind the scenes and anything else that might be really educational? Um, I think that they need to, when they come back, make that decision to say, I'm happy to be back and I'm happy enough to be back to know that I'm going to have some guidelines that I have to follow. And those guidelines that I have to follow is is what's going to allow me to continue to do what I love doing. When they can address that before they get in, I think that that was one of the keys that a few people had told me is that I had already put in writing. I said, you're coming back. Here's our guidelines. But you're agreeing. You're physically signing that you understand these are the guidelines that you have to follow to make this happen. When they were able to absorb that without the shock of coming in and seeing shields and masks and what do you mean I got to walk this way only and only exit this way and what do you mean I can't use that bathroom, it's the closest one and all those other things, they didn't. They they were able to say, wow, this is all I have to do and I can come back to work and have that attitude instead. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if the show is as prepared as, as the Disney and ABC shows have been doing or if it's a small show, as long as everybody's personal responsibility is feeling that way. Be in the eyes for everybody because, you know, some people it's just a just a gentle nudge of, hey, I really want to be here. So can you please put your mask back on? Hey, I still really want to be here and I want you to be here. And we treat each other like humans. I think that that's the that's going to be the best advice I can give. You raised a thought in my mind, and that is, you know, you work for Disney, and I'm sure they have tons of productions that are now getting back and gearing up. I wonder if there's one of you, if there's a Georgia on every set, how many of there of you are there on every set? Is it just one person? Because the task seems monumental. And yes. the last part of this question is, have you seen that the other studios and your, your sort of compadres in the industry... Has there been a lot of talk amongst the different members of this now new COVID community of patrolling? Are you guys coming together? Are you thinking about what these standards mean to you? How uh, sophisticated do you feel this thing is right now? Or is it just a total, you know, figure it out as you kind of go along? I think that, I, I, honestly, if you want me to answer that, honestly, it's, 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 it's a blend. I think that there's a group of people that started out in the beginning, um, like I said, that have a background in this and know that it's doable. For instance, the Connors films right next to us and they had moved over here. And though they, Disney has an HSM on every show, at least one on every show, Fox, uh, Freeform, all of them. So at least one. And yes, two are coming into play now because they're realizing the hours. (laughs) 
But for instance, the Connors, that was a different one. They didn't hire a person that they would consider a conflict of interest. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they, they, their, their producer did it, but she was, we ran into each other and we looked and said, we have the same common goal. So let's bounce our ideas off of here. I have no problem sharing what I know if it's going to make you successful because you're at the stage right next to me. And if you're successful, we're successful. Let's do this. And I think there's a large group like that. I think when you get into, we're over at CBS Studio uh, Center, so we're smaller here. We all chat and we talk to each other and uh, there's three other Disney shows, but there's other shows here that are not Disney. And I've met Brooklyn Nine-Nine, who's an NBC and he's an awesome HSM. And we say, hey, this is what I came up with as far as a great place for the disinfectants. Hey, this is a place. And we're sharing ideas like that. Are there others out there that I've heard aren't, um, as diligent or trying to cut corners, there are. Mm-hmm. And and what I would suggest is just walk away from them. Don't support it. If you're talking uh, crew members, we had a small hiatus and, you know, people have to still work. And so I had one sweet, sweet person tell me, oh my gosh, I went to a show and I'm never leaving this world again. It was terrifying. But she she knew she was supposed to come back a second day and chose not to because she says, nope. I'm not doing it. I, you know, and so follow your instincts with that. Money is not going to save your life if you have COVID. So it's not worth the money. And, and, you know, we in entertainment, we just give up so much for this career. And I don't say that begrudgingly, but there's, it's so hard and the work and the hours. And, you know, you mentioned like, hey, maybe we need two people instead of one on each set. If you had, if you had a magical, well, I'm sure you have a magical wand and a tiara because you're a babe and that's a prerequisite. But if you were to use your magical wand and say, here's my wish list of all the things that I really need to do this job even better than I'm doing it now, Mm -hmm. like what would be number one on your wish list? I think that I've actually been, it's, we're good as far as um, everything other than, like you said, the staffing. So for me, it would be perfect if there was, uh, HSM that just handled just the testing area, somebody handled all the production meetings and the planning, and then somebody handled the set. That would be a three-person, less than 12-hour day. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and share every other, because you know test results come in on the weekend. So mm-hmm. it's not like we get weekends off. So then we just alternate weekends. That would be my perfect world. And the rest of this has been good. Nice. So I think you should ask for that times two. Okay. Because honestly, I think now is the time where I think you are so empowered to make it safe for people and make it equitable and make it so that you guys can do your jobs and not really working yourself to the bone. And I got to believe that every single studio, every single production company in town wants to work. I do work. Yep. So this is, I I really believe Georgia that you are the, the link, (laughs) the link that keeps us grinding and moving forward. So I'm so grateful. Well, I will take that responsibility. I'll be the link. All right. I like it. Thank you so much, Georgia. I know that you're super busy. And since you're one person, uh, (laughs) we don't want to keep you from your people. Thank you so much for taking time out to share this information with us. I know our listeners are going to definitely be interested in hearing what you have to say because we've had so many questions about what's happening, what's going to happen, and what do you think? So it's nice to hear from somebody who's down in the trenches. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to come back if we want you to interview again because we love you and (laughs) we feel like in another few months, you're just going to have even more knowledge and hopefully be able to enlighten us even more? I would love to come back. 
And my, and my hair will be a little bit better. Won't be running around so much. Oh, that's what we were talking about right before we got on. We're like, oh my God, our hair. <laughs> so I rode my purple little bike from set all the way over to the office. And I'm like, woo, we're good. We are such girls. It's a podcast, so you're safe. I know. I'm so happy. <laughs> and so are we. Yes, and so are we for now. <laughs> thank you so much. And I'm glad you guys are all doing this. And so, yes, please call me anytime. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks to everyone out there in uh, La La Land that's listening to our podcast and beyond. Hopefully this information was helpful and uh, we'll see you next time. And don't forget to wear a mask. Clean your hands really well. We're hands. trying to be the COVID police right now. We are. There you go. You got it. You're there. You're right there with me. Right. We were literally feet. passing the these hand sanitizer to each other while we were listening to you. <laughs> Physical distancing, masks. You've got it. Today's episode was executive produced by me, Brenda Fisher, and Jacqueline Reynolds. Editing by Gina Nuccio and recording by Herman Villacorta. Let's not forget a special thank you to our junior producer, Amory Watterson. 